Hello and welcome to the Broadcast Tech Talks podcast, TV industry podcast from the Broadcast Tech team. My name is Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Tech magazine. This latest episode is with Mike Kronk, Vice President of Advanced Technology for Grass Valley. Mike guides the development of Grass Valley's core technologies for both cloud and on-prem, including new agile media processing platform, otherwise known as GV AMP. Uh, makes it a little bit easier to say. <laughs> um, hi, yeah. Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Jake? Yes, not bad at all. Thank you, Mike. Um, I want to find out more about your products and services in the cloud at the moment, but maybe we should start off with a sort of broader question around cloud-based working in the media sector as well. And there's been a lot of companies obviously embracing cloud-based working more so than pre-pandemic. The COVID-19 sort of accelerated a lot of moves to the cloud. Across the whole of the kind of production workflow, what would you say are kind of some of the key benefits of, of making that transition, Yeah, you know, specifically for the media and entertainment industry? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think there's uh, a tremendous amount of uh, benefits. If you, if you look at the media and entertainment industry, um, it's, there's pressure on what we call a uh, yield per asset. If you look at the, mm. the content creation that goes on, that that's increasing. But what's really exploded is all the dis- various distribution platforms, everybody's phone and iPad and, and whatnot. Mm. And so if you look at a video asset, it's return on investment, if you will, for the broadcaster, that number is going down per distribution channel. There's just more outlets to do. You're creating more content and yet yeah. your yield per asset's going down. Overall, uh, revenue's slightly increasing, but but still that, that presents a challenge. And so really broadcasters need uh, two things, uh, a way to f- find a way to increase revenue, uh, create more content, uh, get more out of the content that you have from a, from a top line perspective. But the other real challenge is if the yield process going down is figure out how to be more efficient in creating that, that content. And if mm. you look at the way, uh, you know, broadcast plants have been built, it's fixed facility, and they really haven't been able to tap into cloud technologies like so many other industries have done to, to become more efficient. You look at uh, publishing, you look at, at music, yeah. uh, just about every area of our lives has been transformed by cloud. Mm. But you know, until about now, it's it's been very hard to move to the cloud for broadcasters, uh, basically because of how much uh, bandwidth and, and the technical requirements, they're really kind of a last frontier, if you will. Yeah, and those sort of technical requirements and bandwidth that you're talking about, is it purely down to things like, you know, working with high resolution content and lots of it is just massive and just too potentially too costly to move to the cloud? We're actually proving that it's that it's not too costly <laughs> to move some of that to the cloud. I'm not, not not everything today, right? But mm. the price uh, you know, per gigabit per second or megabit per second of of, of bandwidth. Is, is coming down. So that's becoming, you can put a lot of signals to the cloud. There's entire broadcasters that have put their archives uh, into mm. the cloud as, as an example. But beyond just the sheer uh, bandwidth, and I guess I, I should mention that, that a lot of content right now, the distribution channel is the cloud, right? Mm. I, I mean, when you see something on your phone or iPad, that's going through CDNs and whatnot. That's a that's a cloud-based distribution solution. So you, the content's already has to be there for mm. that. So the question is, is can I produce in the cloud? Are there benefits there? Uh, and and with the uh, decrease in the price of bandwidth, 
and then solving some uh, technical ch challenges, which GV AMP does. Right. Things like how to how to minimize latency, how to mm. allow one to align the various signals so that if I'm an operator, uh, typically I'd be in a in a control room, but now I might be sitting in my house. I might be in a control room, but those signals are being processed, maybe a you know thousand or thousands of miles away from me. How do I push a button and get a a a, a quick experience? How do I ensure that those signals are aligned so that if I oh. if I'm uh, shooting a soccer match with multiple cameras that those cameras are aligned and uh, in the cloud, even with all the various internet hops. And so there's been some technology breakthroughs uh, that we've pioneered there. And that has really enabled uh, live cloud production to, to happen um, at the type of quality that, that broadcasters come to know and expect. So we're not just looking at play out here, we're looking at actual so production of uh, well, live production absolutely. from multiple cameras and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we just, uh, as an example, um, we, we've, we've done a number of shows uh, that are 20 plus cameras uh, approaching 30. And, and that, that number is rising all, all the time mm. where uh, the signals were originating uh, in Europe. It was a, uh, it was EA sports uh, FIFA, uh, game right mm. they do the they they kind of mimic the world cup qualifiers and, and go through a season like that and it was right. the first met the european uh qualifier match match one was december yeah. 12th they had uh over 20 signals uh coming from europe that's talent that's various gameplays the the actual you know uh computers that were driving the games i think there were ps4s mm. uh from sony you know they mm. they uh all those signals came back uh and they were processed in a data center in Northern Virginia, United States on the East Coast. Mm. The TD uh, sitting in front of a, a normal vision mixture. Uh, in fact, there was the Grass Valley K-frame uh, panel. Mm -hmm. That K-frame panel is, is used to cut uh, you know, the Super Bowl in the United States, uh, <laughs> a lot of major events. It's a high-end production tool. Mm. He had a, a panel in front of him, but instead of a frame in the next room and an equipment room, the signals were being processed 3,000 miles away because mm. he was in California <laughs> and the signals were being processed on, on the East Coast of the United States, but the signals were originating from, from Europe uh, mm. and commentators uh, you know, from all over. So mm. that's a pretty uh, amazing technical feat, uh, but the production went off flawlessly uh, as, a, as a proof point of, of, of what can be done uh, with, with cloud technology. What kind of latency would you be looking at for that in terms of, you know, the action happening in the UK yeah. and it being broadcast? Yeah. That's a great, great question. So one of, one of our famous phrases uh, here at Grass Valley, uh, you know, we're not the only ones, obviously, this is for the human race, but you can't <laughs> cheat physics. right? Mm. So, mm. so if you send a signal, there's the speed of light over, over fiber. Uh, you do have to, uh, well, you don't have to, because we could do it uncompressed, but, but you, typically encode those signals to, to reduce the bandwidth. And so our contribution quality feeds are either HEVC or H.264, it's say, you know, 20 megabits per second. Um, between the encoding latency and the propagation latency, the actual signals are say a, a second or two behind real time. But right. what we're able to do is align those signals exactly. Mm -hmm. The operator sees them in a very low latency technology we call a flow monitor so they can view that signal on their web browser 
mm. uh, and, and have a HD full quality monitoring video with about only five megabits per second. Mm. And so they're sitting there, they see the action, they can press buttons on, on a switcher. And when they press a button on the switcher, that's a uh, perceptually instantaneous response. Yeah. The, the mm. human response time is about you know, 80 to 100 milliseconds from a button push. And it's within that. So you, you hit hit it and you and those control signals are fast. You get that experience. And so they f- say, well, it's kind of, it's like we're in the same room cutting yeah. the show. We get our signals, we see our multi-viewer, we cut the show. And then typically the distribution outlet for that ha- is something like, you know, a, a YouTube or a Twitch mm. or something like that. Mm. And and those pipelines, and if you've ever you know, seeing something live on, on either of those, those platforms, it's going to be 20 to 25 seconds behind. Yeah. But the, yeah. in this case, it's a virtual event. The, the, the viewers are, you know, essentially none, none the wiser and that, that works out. Yeah, there course, are yeah. technologies to even, even decrease that, but obviously mm-hmm. they're using their CDNs and, and getting those signals out. But, but from mm-hmm. the production experience perspective, it is amazing. Mm. It really is something that to, to behold that that this can be done. And, and it's exciting because it really does open the door to be able to use cloud. If you can do live production, you really can do about anything, play out, you know, mm. th- those are mm. technically less hard. And so that means if I have a broadcast plan, I can rethink it. Mm. I can build something that has just enough resource that for my 24 by 7 uh you know, use whatever I need to amortize that. If I want to do capex, that's fine. Mm. But when I have a bigger event or when as a news breaks and and I, I need additional resource, I can literally press a button and it spins up in the cloud. My mm. operators have interfaces they're familiar with and they and they go. Mm. And that ability to match what I'm spending on my infrastructure to the actual needs that I have exactly solves that that yield per asset type of, of, of problem now now i'm not I, i'm not wasting my my spend on equipment i i can tailor it to exactly what i need so with this type of solution is this something that is readily available to anyone or is this too expensive for a lot of type of productions or is this genuinely accessible to most it's interesting we we started just because of you know the technical crawl walk run approach that we had we we started with lower tier broadcast uh, productions. So right. Right. three or four camera shows, two camera shows that had to be uh, price competitive. Yeah. And so we, we've, I think we figured out that nut. And then obviously um, as our technology improves and we optimize, we're able to do bigger and bigger uh, shows. So it, it is accessible. If you're a typical broadcast engineer, uh, learning app, it's, it's a very, very fast learning curve. You right. actually kind of pick the products, you know, I want a multi-viewer, I want a switcher, I want graphics. You route mm-hmm. them together like you would. Configuration's much easier than on, on-premise. Uh, and then you can build a, a system. It's very flexible. It allows you to build your own, own workflows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not targeted at, you know, say, prosumer type of applications. Yeah. It, 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 is, it is for, you know, broadcast level organizations. That's, that's Grass Valley's, you know, bread and butter yeah, sure, strength. Yeah. And so that's what we targeted. Yeah. Um, but within that, um, you can do a, a, a very small show economically mm. uh, and, and, and move up from there. The beauty about cloud isn't that everything goes to cloud in, in an instant. You look at other industries and, and there's, there's a progression. There's still yeah. bricks and mortar. There's still a, a, a very important piece of that. But it does give you this additional lever that you didn't have to start optimizing 
uh, your business even more than you could before. The agile media processing platform. My understanding is, I think it launched last year um, as a, you know, as you say, a cloud-based SaaS platform, and then it's part of this bigger um, concept, which is GV yes. Media Universe. Yeah, it all sounds kind of very big, and your ambitions seem really big. Can you explain to those that don't necessarily know a great deal about AMP and GV Media Universe, kind of what what, all, what is all that all about? So first of all, just to, to comment on the, f- the first part of that question, uh, AMP, GV AMP uh, launched uh, last April. Uh, okay. So it's so it's been exactly a year. Uh, our first on-air event was actually in February. Uh, right. And so we were, we were doing events uh, February through April uh, fairly constantly. Uh, but we announced in April, and so it's been been over a year. And and AMP really is is the platform that we've uh, built that is basically the starting point for our our vision. And our vision we call GV Media Universe, and 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 that is that that we we want to build uh, with our partners uh, an ecosystem that really solves the challenges. Uh, that broadcasters face uh, when you when you look at you know how how do we you know migrate and 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 build new systems in, in broadcast it's been a lot of uh, vendor A vendor V vendor vendor C and a lot of bespoke glue in between that's that's hard to maintain mm-hmm. uh, and and so as as things become more software oriented that's that's become effectively harder and harder. Uh, and so our, our vision is to build an ecosystem with with strong APIs, good integ- integration capability, where where partners can, can contribute and and essentially build out the solution. Grass Valley has one of the broadest portfolios in the industry, but we can't do this ourselves. We mm-hmm. we need cloud vendors, we need other uh, broadcast vendors, we need new you know software vendors that maybe haven't done much in broadcast but have. Uh, important technology, uh, and so the idea is to to build this ecosystem, a place where broadcasters c- can come and commercially they can they can transact business uh, f- frictionless. I think that's kind of one of the key points is we want to create a frictionless experience. Despite the fact that I'm in the cloud, I as a broadcaster I don't want to have to glue everything together and ma- maintain and support that in a very inefficient way. The interfaces need to be strong. I need to be able to go in, and when I need to use something, I can I can use it. I don't have to go out and and get a quote. I've already understand how much it costs. I'm in a in a in a commercial framework, uh, but then when I use it, it, it technically integrates at at a at a, at a deep level, um, and it really truly functions as as an ecosystem. And so that's that's our vision, uh, and we're you know, making strong steps towards that. I think the Agile Media Processing Platform or AMP is the, the foundation. Uh, we're building out an app store. We're already working with um, a number of third parties. And over the course of this year, I think there'll be some exciting announcements about who's uh, a part of the GV Media Universe and it, right. it will be expanding uh, over time so that we can fulfill that vision. Right on. So with that in mind and the, what you're building for the future, what, what does the future hold for especially post-pandemic, for this sort of cloud working versus on-prem and the kind of hybrid workflows that we're seeing uh, being talked about a lot for the future as well. What, what's your kind of vision of the future for media workflows? Well, I, I think that that vision in, includes 
the ability for a broadcaster to apply cloud is as equally or it, that there's no real hindrance to, to going to cloud mm. so so that they can look at at their their spend fixed facility versus cloud and and make calls and flexibly move things uh, to where they need it. If you think of an, in a vision mixture that there's the T-bar that does the tran- transitions you know, dissolving between two sources or something, uh, we want to give the broadcaster a T-bar where they can put that exactly where they want it. Mm-hmm. And over time, I think, you know, if you just look at the world and how cloud is uh, affecting uh, it, the efficiencies within the world, uh, cloud's got a very bright, bright future. Mm-hmm. How how that works for each customer and where they're at, that's going to that's going to be different. But we mm-hmm. want to enable that so that um, it can they can go at their pace. And another you know important part of GV Media Universe that that vision that I, I described that I didn't mention is the idea of connected devices. And and this comes in that that there are investments in plant and equipment today. There's user interfaces that that people know. And so we're not trying to throw that out uh, with this, but we're actually making strong connections to that so that when you're in this hybrid scenario, you can actually use the interface and equipment that you have and it works well with the cloud. Again, to make that, that T-bar, if you will, be able, be able to set it wherever you want uh, as, as your business goes. And, and, and we've learned that if you look at uh, you know, uh, HD to UHD or SD to HD, all those transitions, they, there may be a lot of hype at an IBC or an NAB about this is the year, um, but these transitions always take time. People, mm-hmm. people learn, they apply, and then you look back 10, 15, 20 years and gee, the industry is complete, completely different. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why we're explaining our vision. That's why we're working very hard at it. Uh, and we intend to, to lead in, it, in, in this mm-hmm. area to help uh, customers transition. But we also recognize that it's, there's going to be a pacing that, that is dependent upon each customer and their business model. Presumably the likes of NAB and IBC will be seeing a lot less hardware in the future. I think that's going to be true. It's amazing over the years, even uh, before AMP, that Grass Valley had a lot more software engineers than hardware engineers, even though it it builds a lot of hardware. Uh, But now that's kind of completely going, not only just to to COTS, but also to the the cloud. And and there are places, right, where dedicated hardware with, with FPGAs uh, makes sense that, that that's still the the highest okay. density processing it's it's just less flexible and so we're yeah. providing tools that allows you to tailor the, the k-frame uh production switcher is is probably the the preeminent example i can take a panel that that talks to that hardware and i can do 192 inputs at, at 4k and and do huh. the super bowl or the world cup uh-huh. or i i can spin up and 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 talk to the cloud um, mm-hmm. And but it's the same same interface. Make make that transition uh, easy. Set the T bar where you want it, um, and and allow uh, customers to have the flexibility that they need to tackle uh, the the business challenges before them. We're extremely excited uh, about what the future holds and 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 this technology and how it's solving customer problems. And uh, you know we look forward to uh, interacting with people from all over the industry partners, even even people that you maybe consider competitors, but obviously uh, the end users and the customers were, were uh, indebted to them and, and learning so much as, as we uh, you know forge this path together. It was very nice chatting to you today, Mike, and uh, thanks for getting up so early for this as well. <laughs> 
You're you're welcome. Six a.m. is my start day. I do a lot of a uh, lot of lot of people I work with in the UK. So oh well, yeah, okay, that's not so bad. It makes me feel slightly better. <laughs> Take care, Mike. Lovely speaking to you. All right, Jake. Cheers. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your podcast provider. I'll see you next time for the next episode in the Broadcast Tech Talk series. 